Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to season four of Parent Talk, where we strive to parent authentically and continue to grow alongside our children. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle, mom of two. We are broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area, and we're proud to provide the most up-to-date expert information for today's parents. Our goal is to inspire you to be a more confident, peaceful, connected, and authentic parent, especially in this amazing time of the year. So I'm, of course, with my co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, Heather. Hello, everyone. Yes, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk. I am also a mom of two. <laughs> so we all know that parenting is a journey and is definitely not one that we should be taking alone. So we want you guys to come and join us on this journey. And we're going to be here to support you. And we're going to be listening and learning. And of course, asking for help sometimes. <laughs> That's right. So we're here to give you guys a hand and find all those people that can help us out. And of course, we're going to support you all along the way from pregnancy to puberty and beyond. Awesome. So today we're talking about merry money management because Christmas should be filled with joy, but yet studies are showing that 53% of people feel stress financially when it comes to Christmas. 53% of people feel stress. I was floored by this, right? I think it's quite high. So today we have with us, we're really excited to have Angela Keta. So hi, Angela. Hi. Nice to see you, Genevieve. Nice to see you, Heather. And welcome everyone who's joining us today. Yeah, yeah awesome. So Angela is a mortgage broker. She has 16 years of experience as a mortgage broker. Uh, you will probably recognize her voice from CKNW and Global TV. And she is, of course, which is the most important, a mom of two beautiful girls <laughs> and a lot more things. But uh, Angela is a very accomplished person. She's an author. And uh, well, Angela, it's fantastic to have you with us today. <laughs> it's a pleasure. So first question for you today, with this year being a COVID Christmas, which I think it's a little bit different than for a lot of people, right? So how do you think it will change the way we spend during this holiday season? I think it will change significantly. I have always provided advice over the years that what we really crave more than anything is emotional connection. And one of the reasons that we overspend is we are trying to sometimes at times compensate for not having the time to do these experiences. If we don't have the time to volunteer, will we give a donation? Um, but now with us with, at home with our kids, balancing work and balancing being a parent and not having the same level of activities that we had, what I find to be encouraging to parents is sharing with them that because we are creating emotional connection and we have this time with our children, now is the time where we can schedule to make cookies and decorate cookies and drop those off to people that we love. Because if we're going to get this 
through this together. We need to do this in a safe way, um, enjoying the experiences, but still emotionally connecting. And so with COVID being where it is right now, I think as parents, we are very blessed that we actually have children in the home or children that are around us because 50% of people live live, uh, singly. And the emotional turmoil and isolation that they feel as a result um, is much more challenging for them. Um, I know that at times being a mom and working and holidays and school, it feels like a lot. But when I reflect on what's most important to me this holiday season, it has zero to do with gifts. All I want to do is actually enjoy my kids sing Christmas songs with them, make actual committed time to connect with people online or by doing something like dropping off cookies or whatever. As an example, I'm Sicilian, so half Sicilian, half Calabresi. So we have this special Italian type pizza that we only make this time of year. So being able to do that and share that tradition with my kids and decide if it's obviously safe to drop it off to other people. For me, I never had time to do that before. As a working mom, I was just going event, 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 event. Oh my gosh, I don't have time. Money. Here's a gift for this person. Money. Deliver a basket there. Money. Something else. So when I'm talking with people, I actually feel a lot of relief because a lot of people do go into debt because they're struggling with time, they're struggling with everything else and money generally compensated for that. But I've also seen a total emotional shift in people and a lot more authenticity. So whereas people would feel that they have to keep up with the Joneses and if they're gonna go to this annual party, they have to bring this great gift and it has to be impressive and they have to wear this special outfit and it's gotta be, great because this person always looks like this or whatever. I feel like people are saying, no, you know what? The people that love me, they don't want me to get in debt to show my love. They want me to live my best life. You know, it doesn't take a lot to look at how many people didn't have a savings account. A lot of people didn't have expenses. When COVID first hit, within the first few weeks, millions of people applied for CERB because they did not have a three or six month emergency fund. So I actually think that it is sexy to see your spouse show up and actually care about looking at those things. I think it's sexy to say, you know what, honey, we're not gonna be going on vacation we're saving so much money, let's buy an investment property. And those things turn the table emotionally and they empower you. And then you just put yourself in that position, connect yourself with the right people. And you see yourself actually starting to build your wealth and use this time to really better yourself. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So when it comes to the holidays, how important is it for us to be doing a budget for the holiday expenses? I think there's a lot of different strategies that I've seen moms come to me for and look at it. And we have, um, you know, great partnerships where we'll help people personally create a budget. It's not just an online tool where someone plugs everything in. We're really specific and we say, you know what? We're going to identify what your financial needs are. And part of the reality is spending, gift giving, clothing, entertainment, 
uh, takeout, those are all part of normal expenses. So knowing what your spending habits are is the first step to identifying if there's any opportunities for you. And so we'll, what we'd find is that some parents would go and um, this is my daughter, Shalina. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, some parents would actually spend all their groceries on a particular credit card and then use all those points to buy their spending. And if they know they spent a couple thousand dollars a year on groceries, then they would kind of simultaneously every month buy those gift cards from those points and be able to do that. And we live in, a, in an area where people are want to be socially responsible too. So as we have, um, groups that can work together and get discounts off, off gift cards or even have your gift card purchases go towards local social causes. We've seen that people have really having the opportunity to think thoughtfully of that. And I, I feel it's been very empowering and it's all helped us virtually hug each other and hold each other's hands through this very difficult time. So if anybody has any of those questions or just wants some ideas or some guidance through that, I want to let you know, never feel like it's too much to call and you know, ask us, hey, can I have some help with the budget? What should I look at? And then we're going to be bringing all these things to your attention based on your spending habits and then just being normal people, you know, like, obviously, we know you're going to have these expenses. And also, you know, you're going to have special people's birthdays as well. So you really got to keep these things in mind. And, you know, when you're aware of things, you have the opportunity to plan for it. And when you have somebody who's there to guide you and, you know, be your financial guide. You don't know the opportunities that can be available to you. And some people are even unaware or they're saving their savings ineffectively. We've found, sorry, my daughter came up and I mushed my lipstick there. Um, we found <laughs> that when people have, some people have had their savings account, you know, in a normal account that's gotten very minimal interest. And we've, when we've looked through their budget, we've said, hey, you know, if you take that savings and you put it into your RSP, you'll get a tax refund. And now you're also building your retirement. But unless you have somebody who's really holding your hand and is fighting for you to find you these opportunities and help you through your budget, it's impossible for us with, with kids and daycare and schooling and piano and karate and all these things, there's just not enough time in the day. So find somebody that you feel comfortable with in this financial world and link up with them and together you'll be able to reach your goals. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say, Angela, we overdid it. So yeah. uh, I bought, we bought too many gifts So and now we're in debt. So what is the best way to pay down that debt? I want to tell you, 2020 has been a very challenging year. But when we have challenges, we also have opportunities. And there has never, ever, ever been a better time for people to take advantage of the market. We have rate fixed interest rates below 2%. So let me give you an example. If you have a $200,000 mortgage today, at today's low interest rates around 2%, $1,600 of that is going towards the principal and 400 is interest. So you are automatically making a three times the investment in yourself and your own capital and your own wealth by that today. And what most people don't know is that they can break their mortgage and they can take all that debt outside their mortgage and put it in a new mortgage. And now instead of paying that 
$600 a month car payment and that $200 a month credit card payment, they can now save that $800 a month. And then they actually help themselves move up the property ladder and they can qualify for a $200,000 mortgage. But because the banks make the most amount of money off unsecured debt, because of the interest rate being so significantly higher, they're not someone who comes forward and suggests it right away. Because when you when you look at how any financial institution makes their money, they're always selling what makes them the most amount of money and trying to handcuff you to stick with, you know, it's, they're not fighting to give you money at 2% when they can, without any income verification and without any thought process, give you a credit card for 10 or 20 right? Mm -hmm. Because they're going to make a significant amount of money off of that. So, you know, that's why in my book, The Mortgage Code, I really wrote about the business of lenders and how to advocate for yourself and think about why they're marketing things to you in a specific way. And it's not a bad thing. But when you think about it, all lending institutions, regardless of who they are, they're there to make the most amount of money for their shareholders, and as much as a, a mortgage is the biggest thing for us financially, that's not the biggest thing that they make money off of. They make money off cross-selling other products. So it's just something that they do to get you in the door. And when they're talking to customers, they talk about, oh, we'll give you the best rate. We'll give you the best rate. We'll give you the best rate. But they don't say that whatever discount they give you off the rate is going to be used against you to break your mortgage at a later time to penalize you. Right. And they don't break that down. They focus on the rate because as consumers, that's what we've been taught to focus on. But it's not the rate you pay. It's the total cost of borrowing and how it's uh, improved your quality of life and wealth as a result. So when you think about all those things in that manner, you think, oh, my gosh, it's everything I don't know that's costing me money. I love it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so how about debt consolidations? You hear about all those different things on television and is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And how could it affect our credit records? And what's the story with those? Oh, that's a really (laughs) good good question, question. Heather. I like that one. That's a really good question. So the commercials that you see on TV that are like, if you can talk, you're approved. If you own a home, if you're breathing, you're approved. That's so scary. It's so scary well, when you it is, that. and I'll tell you why. Because what they're not telling you is that, yeah, they're going to give you the money fast, but they're going to give it to you at four times the interest rate and crazy fees when most people could have qualified to just break their mortgage and add a new and, and increase it. But because they have a high paid spokesperson and because they make it sound so easy and it is so easy, what happens is people can get caught up in the easiness of it and and just like the flash and dash and them not thinking like that person's paid to be there. This is a commercial, you know, Um, again, it's it's marketing. It's big companies being really smart and what they're marketing. And, you know, some people would say that, well, Apple phones aren't better than Samsung, but they're easier to use. And that's why they wouldn't have market share and getting a mortgage in today's day and age through a traditional lender or one of the dozens of banks or trust companies or credit unions that are out there requires a lot of documentation. And so when people can see somebody that they think they've seen on TV before, that's a spokesperson that's paid that says, hey, call us if you own a home, you're approved or some cartoon that has a big stamp that says you're approved. 
Um, but what they're not telling you is most people that get a mortgage through that aspect could have gotten it, you know, through a mortgage broker at, you know, 90% lower of an interest rate and not had to pay a fee. But let me be fair and honest is that those lenders have their place, but only when every other opportunity does not suit you. They are a lender of last resort for very extreme circumstances when you have a very clear exit strategy on how you're going to get out of that. And then the other thing that you see advertised all the time is like consumer proposals. And, you know, again, they absolutely have their place. When somebody does not own a home, when somebody doesn't have any equity in a home, and when somebody has no way out and they have way more debt than they'll ever be able to recover in any other way. Once it's been reviewed by us and there's no other option, that's the only time that we're gonna recommend a consumer proposal because getting a consumer proposal means that your credit is gonna be damaged for a minimum of five years and okay. um, less lenders are going to offer you opportunities and you're going to be um, limited in, in respect to future financial opportunities. But of course, it has its place. And of course, there's lots of lenders that charge higher interest rates that will give you a mortgage down the road. Um, but, you know, I feel that the problem with marketing and advertising and commercials is they're always saying what's really good about it. But they never say what the downside is. And that drives me nuts. And that's why I've dedicated my life for the last 16 years on radio and television and as an author and joining you here today to share with you that it's what we don't know. It's always what they're not telling you. And that's why as a mortgage professional, even if it's a service that we don't offer, even if it's through a company that is not affiliated with us, we're so well versed in everything financial through our vast experience that if there's a better direction for you than anything that our company or one of our affiliates or partners that we work closely with has to offer, we're recommending that for you. And it's because it's an integrity first company. And I believe that's what people deserve when it comes to their finances, because there's always a stress and what do I ask and how do I ask? But when you're working with someone whose only interest is to protect your best interest and help you, regardless of where that goes with them or with someone else, then you can actually relax and know that you're not being sold something. You're getting all your options and you choose. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So when it comes to, um, big ticket items. Some stores offer some low interest payment plans or deferred payment, don't pay for six months, you know, type of things. Mm -hmm. So is that a good way to go? You know, it totally depends on cash flow. Um, for a lot of people that are self-employed or commission-based or get varied income sources, that can be a great option for them. Um, but for most of us that don't have, like for most people that don't have the ability for the significant income fluctuations, it's delaying the time in which we're going to have to find a different way to make that happen. So oftentimes, once we do a mortgage for someone, we have 
proactive measures in place. So we're reaching out to people proactively and we're, we're planning their five, their, their five years, but every year something changes. So we're saying like, do you have any big ticket items? What are your thoughts? And it's not until you're talking to people that they're like, Oh yeah, I want to buy a car this year. My car's on its last legs, but had we not had that conversation or been so proactive in terms of wanting to help them budget, then they would have just taken out a loan and had an extra $800 a month that they have to pay. But where is that money going to come from? Like their boss is just not automatically going to give them an $800 a month raise. Or if you're going to get a, a renovation, some people can get like, you can get a loan to do your windows for $10,000 and it's free for six months. That's great. But in six months, where's the money going to come from that all of a sudden my cash flow is going to increase. But if you're in commission, you get bonus, um, you know, any kind of income like that, of course, it, it makes sense in that respect. So again, it's a personalized um, answer depending on your unique profile. Okay. I love it. Now, now, now okay. I want to talk about mommy tips. So what tips do you have for us to stay on track with her holiday spending? And Heather, I'm going to be asking you the same question. <laughs> Set your boundaries. You know, if you've worked on a budget and your thing is you're going to use all your points from what you've done grocery shopping and that's your budget, you make a list and that is it. You're either on it or you're not. And um, I think it's really healthy emotionally to set your boundaries and not feel that you owe something to everyone, because I'll tell you that nothing is more, you have two hands. You have one hand to help yourself and one hand to help others. And going into debt is not helping yourself or helping others. So, you know, keep that in mind and feel fierce about it. Feel strong and feel proud of that. Don't feel like, oh, you know, I need to do anything. I just, think it's time for you to empower yourself. And I think the better life that you can live, the more that you will have to give down the road. But certainly when you're a parent and you've got kids, we have a lot of responsibilities and the cost to raise kids is continually going up. And, you know, some setting that emotional boundary is a really good thing for us to be able to teach our kids as well. Mm -hmm. And for you, Heather. Definitely. For me, what I do to not have this big stress at Christmas time is I normally actually start in the summer. And as I see things on sale, I'll pick things up along the way and I keep a list of exactly what these things are so I don't like lose track. So I actually know what I've bought and I know who it's for. And that way I can get things on sale and I can kind of spread out that expense so that it can fit into our budget every month rather than having it all in big lump because we don't make more in December than we do any other month. So exactly. <laughs> I, I spread it out. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing with birthdays and things like that too. So I'll spread things out, do things early. <laughs> so I'm a planner. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I I, one, one more I, thing I have to yes, say. Yes, go ahead. A lot of us, you know, you feel the pressure with the work group and the association group, do a draw, set a $20 limit and do a draw. If you work with multiple people and you don't want to feel like you want to single someone out, either bake those cookies, girl, or do a draw, but don't feel that you need to get something for everyone, you Definitely. know. I love it. I love it. That's good. Okay. I'm going to give you a few of my tips too. Um, I had this conversation with a few of my friends years ago when, uh, you know, I think you have to know yourself and you 
the way you spend. And if you're the type of person that needs to have that money aside, well, open a bank account that is your Christmas bank account and have automatic money that is withdraw from your account to go there. I know a couple of my girlfriend that is just like, the minute they started doing those automatic withdrawals for like everything they needed to pay and what was left in their account, this is what they could spend. All of a sudden they had the budget for Christmas. They had the budget for holiday. They had the budget for everything. So I think if you know yourself and don't lie to yourself and you know, when you get to Christmas, you never have the money saved. This is a great way to do it. I find just get the, go see your, <laughs> go see your banker, get this organized and the money will be there because it will be automatically withdrawn from your account. That's one little tip I did, I did share quite a few times uh, in the past. Because uh, in once the past, start, I don't know if I ever told you that, Angela, I used to be a financial planner. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, once you start paying yourself first, yes, you are living a wealthier life as a result. Because we don't have a choice when it comes to taxes. That comes off our paycheck immediately. So we need to utilize that same mindset when we're planning for other things in life around us mm. as well. And when you are, that goes back to the budget, you know, we're going to identify when we're looking through your bank statements of what the spending habits are. Yes. And once we're honest with ourselves uh, in that respect, then it's easy to set a plan. You can't, you can't help what you're not aware of and it gets you aware and it gets you planning. And I'm just, I want to hear who uses these tips that's listening to the podcast. And I just can't wait to hear them give us their takeaway that they've gotten from this. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to see too, I think it's like you just said, Angela, you have to know or have an idea that how much you want to spend. And when it's enough, when you spent it, it's enough. That's it. And yeah. so if you do that automatic withdraw, then it's great. But you, you got to know when to stop. I think that's very important. So maybe cutbacks on, on expenses earlier, you know, if you haven't started saving yet or uh, start early, early next year, like Heather said. Um, one tip for me is always making a list and checking it twice because uh, <laughs> how many times have you guys done? I do my shopping quite all over the years. You know, I kind of hide stuff a little bit everywhere. And like Heather said, if you don't have a list, then it's really easy to buy something for someone like twice. <laughs> we started in July, right? So um, eat, that's a great way to do it, I find. But check your list because yes. so many times I ended up buying two gifts to someone and one was more than enough. <laughs> I like those, you know, the, the secret Santas. Just one mm -hmm. gift is being exchanged instead of buying a gift for every single person. Mm -hmm. And uh, family gift baskets. I love giving a big basket, everybody together. And you don't have to buy an individual gift, but a big family gift basket. I think it's awesome. Another tip too is um, I like the, oh yeah, the advantage of the Amazon Prime Day. So watch for those days and there's great, you know, great tips, great, great savings. And I know this podcast is broadcasted after Black Friday, but you know, for next <laughs> year, Black Friday, it's a great time yeah. to start buying for the next year, right? Yeah. And one more thing I want to say is, don't be afraid to have the money talk. I mean, we have the money and we have, and we don't have the money and we have. And reach out to your friends and say, hey, this year, let's buy for the kids. We don't need it. Or this year, let's do a secret center. I think, be honest, talk about like this year, this is what I want to spend. And let's create something around that and respect yourself. I think that's a really good tip. 
And I actually already just had a money talk this weekend with one of my girlfriends. <laughs> That's good. And I, I think, you know, with all of us wanting more emotional connection at this time in life as well, there is nothing wrong with making a card for someone with a coupon that says, we're going to go hike the Coquitlam Crunch the next sunny day, you know, um, we're going to go and, you know, a winter walk, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. Kids and we're going to have a picnic. I think creating that experience in special time, I can't remember a single gift that anyone bought me, but I can remember the special time that we created together. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love Definitely. it. Well, thank you, Angela. Angela, we can find you on a power of expert at paymenttalk.ca. Where else can we find you? You can find me at angelacalla.ca. You can find me on Facebook at Angela Calla Mortgage Team and uh, Angela Calla, as well as Instagram. And my book, The Mortgage Code, is also on Amazon as well. So look for, we'll be looking for a special for you guys for that as well. Awesome. Well, that concludes today's episode. Heather and I would like to thank you, Angela, for taking the time to be here and bringing so much value to all of us parents, helping us grow and be the best parents we can be. For our listeners, if you have a question, you would like to join us on a show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and soon on Parent Talk TV. So of course, you can always subscribe to this podcast directly on our website at parenttalk.ca. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and we're inviting you to share it on your social media. So as we all know, parenting can be hard sometimes, you know. <laughs> so remember, <laughs> it's important to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village and be true to yourself. So thank you for listening and have a great week. Bye. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner. Thank you.